Hi there, and welcome to a brand new member of the LifeSpring family of podcasts. This is How to Pronounce Bible Names, where each week I tell you how to pronounce some of the names found in the Bible. I'm your host, Steve Webb, and I'm really glad you decided to listen to this show. I hope you subscribe and that you'll be with me for each episode going forward. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a comment at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, I'm going to give you some background on how this podcast came to be and what it is I'm trying to accomplish, and perhaps why you might enjoy listening to future episodes. And then we'll take a listen to how to pronounce five different Bible names. At the end of the show, I'll tell you how you can get in touch with me. And then let me just say that this episode is going to be longer than the episodes in the future because of the fact that I'm going to be giving you some background on, as I said, how this podcast came to be. This podcast is brought to you appropriately by my book, Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide. If you want to know more about it, just go on over to easybiblenamesguide.com. Okay, so why is this podcast in your ears right now? How did it get here? Here's the story. I am a professional voiceover artist, and I believe it was sometime in 2009 that I was commissioned to record the entire douay Rames version of the Bible. I had already recorded the entire Bible once for the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible for my podcast listeners here at LifeSpring Media, and I knew that there were many names that I would need help in pronouncing. After all, it's one thing to perhaps mispronounce for a free podcast, but since people would be paying for this new recording of the Douay Rames, I figured that I owed it to them to do the research and get it right. The Douay Rames is a very old version of the Bible, predating even the King James, so I thought that I should be able to find a book that would give me the proper pronunciations. Many years ago, I had managed some large Christian bookstores, and I figured that I should be able to find a good reference book that would help me. I knew that in the Christian bookstore industry, they had some great reference books. So I called the Catholic bookstore here in town. The Dewey Rames is, after all, a Catholic Bible. And I asked them if such a book existed. Well, the person I talked to did not know of one. But since their store was small, they thought that if I called the large Catholic store in the next county over, I would have a better chance of finding what I wanted. So I called. And to my surprise and dismay, the manager of that store knew of nothing. But the person I talked to there knew of a Catholic scholar, a priest in New York City, who would certainly know if such a book existed. So they gave me the name and the phone number to call. When I finally got in touch with this guy and explained that I was looking for a book that would tell me the correct pronunciations of Bible names, especially the douay Rames version, he told me that no such book existed as far as he knew. Well, we had a nice conversation about the subject of language and how pronunciations sometimes change over time, and then he told me that he had to go because the Vatican was on the other line to speak to him. I kid you not. So, remember that I told you I'd previously managed some Christian bookstores? Well, before I managed the stores, I managed the store's book departments. I became very familiar with the reference books, and I had even bought several of them because I was a Sunday school teacher for many years, so I had a pretty good library right here in my home. So, when I ran into a brick wall in finding a book that would help me correctly pronounce the names, I decided to get my reference books out and begin compiling a pronunciation guide for my own personal use during the recording of this douay Rames Bible. Every time I came across a name, I would add it to my list, and then I'd begin researching. 
Recording the Bible this way greatly extended the time it took to record. I've heard other narrators of the Bible say that they did it in a matter of weeks. Well, recording the Douay Rheims took me about two years, primarily because of the research. Along the way, it occurred to me that other people might like to have a resource like this. Sunday school teachers, lectionary readers, Bible study leaders and students, pastors. You know, you'd be surprised at how often I've heard pastors in the pulpit mispronounce or worse, not even attempt to say some of the long names. Uh, Bible school students, homeschoolers, and on and on and on. So I went back and added the spelling of every Bible name in every English Bible translation I could find so that it wouldn't matter which translation you used, you could find the name that you were looking for and how to pronounce it. So I ended up self-publishing the book in 2012. Then about three years later in 2015, I did a few videos on YouTube to publicize the book, and in those videos I showed how to pronounce some names. Then, in 2017, I began doing a Bible Word of the Day series of videos for YouTube and Instagram. I did five episodes a week for about a year and a half. Each episode was about a minute long because Instagram limited videos to one minute back then. But if you've ever done any video production, you know how long that can take. A one-minute video can take two to three hours if you want to produce videos that look and sound professional. So after about a year and a half, I decided that was long enough. And now, here we are with this podcast, How to Pronounce Bible Names. Being primarily an audio podcast, really, I'm in my element. I'm behind this microphone almost every day, recording radio and TV commercials and narrations for various company videos, etc., etc. So, once I have the research done on the names that I'll be bringing to you on each episode, I can produce an episode pretty quickly. Honestly, the research will be the most time-consuming. I don't want to just say the names for you. I want to tell you something about the name, who the name is, or where the place is. I want this to be an interesting and fun show. That's my goal, to be informative in a fun and entertaining way. And I'm always open for family participation, too. And by the way, that's what I call listeners to the LifeSpring Media Podcasts, family. I want you to be more than just a listener. If there's a name you'd like me to pronounce, write to me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. If you want to do some of the research for content, I welcome that as well. Family helps family, right? I'm open to your suggestions. Feel free. Again, that's steve at lifespringmedia.com. So let's get started with a name, shall we? By the way, on each episode, I'm going to put the names and the pronunciation in the show notes page. So if you're listening on a phone, you should be able to, in your podcast app, look at the show notes, and there you'll see the the names and the pronunciation. If you're listening on a computer, go to lifespringmedia.com, and at the top of the page, click on Shows, then click on How to Pronounce Bible Names, then go to the page for the current podcast. I've had several names suggested by YouTube viewers and via email. Let's start with this one. Aholiab. It means Tent of the Father. Aholiab was an artist of the tribe of Dan, and he was appointed to the work of preparing materials for the tabernacle when that was being built. He assisted Bezalel in the construction of the tabernacle and its furniture. And this spelling with an A in the beginning, Aholiab, is seen in the King James, but in other translations it's spelled with an O or Aholiab. You can find him in Exodus 31 6, 35 34. Exodus 36.1, Exodus 36.2, and Exodus 38.23. Next name. The next name is Zaphnath Paeania. 
This is an Egyptian name given by Pharaoh to Joseph in Genesis 41:45, when he promoted Joseph to the highest office in the land except for the office of Pharaoh itself. There is disagreement about its meaning. It could be one who discovers hidden things or creator or the one who furnishes the nourishment of life or variations of these. Of course, the life of Joseph makes for a wonderful study. And if you've got time, I suggest you read about Joseph in the book of Genesis. The next word is Aspatha. Aspatha was the third of ten sons of Haman. You can find that in Esther 9.7. Now, that's really all we know about this guy, but what do we know of his father, Haman, besides the fact that he had ten sons? Well, he plotted against Esther in the Jews. You can read about him in the Old Testament book of Esther, chapters 3 through 9. And here's a spoiler for you. Haman ends up being executed by hanging. And let's do one more name, shall we? We shall. This one is Capernaum, which means the field of repentance or city of comfort. This is a city on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and at one point, this is where Jesus chose to live. You can read about that in Matthew 4.13. He performed many miracles there, as you might expect, since he lived there, like the healing of a paralyzed man, he raised a dead girl to life, and he healed a woman who had some sort of bleeding for 12 years. These were in Matthew 9. And then in Matthew 11.23, Jesus prophesied, And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. So, as is often the case, a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. And even though Capernaum was not Jesus' original hometown, that was the town he made his home, and many people still didn't believe. Well, a fair amount is known about Capernaum, and you can really make a fun study of it if you want to take the time. Hey, let's do one more quick one. This one is Seth, or the Hebrews probably said it Seth, but normally we pronounce it Seth. Another uh, spelling on that is Sheph, but it's the son that was born to Adam and Eve after Cain killed Abel. This is in Genesis 4.25, Genesis 5.3, 1 Chronicles 1.1, and others. In Genesis 4.25 there, we get the derivation of the name, where we read that Eve called his name Seth, for said she, God hath appointed me, or compensated me, with another seed instead of Abel. In Genesis 4.26, Adam handed down to Seth and his descendants the promise of mercy, and faith in that promise became one of the distinctions of the children of God. Remember, if you want to get in touch with me about the show, email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. If you'd like to talk to me about hiring me to do a commercial for radio or TV or some other project that needs a voice, email me at studio at stevewebvoiceovers.com. And if you'd like more info on my book, Webb's Easy Bible Names Pronunciation Guide, just go to easybiblenamesguide.com. If you decide you'd like to buy the PDF or MP3 version, or both, be sure to use promo code PODCAST for a 25% discount. Thanks again so much for joining me today. I hope you'll be back next week. I won't give you all the introductory stuff that I did today. We'll just get right into it and tackle a half a dozen or so names. So until next week, may God bless you richly. My name is Steve Webb. Bye.